Hello everyone. Uh, this is uh, welcome to the Tea and a Porch podcast. This is Mike Smith and today is February, I think, uh, 5th? No, 4th. I'm sorry. February 4th, 2018. Um, I tried to get a podcast in earlier this week, but I didn't get a chance to. So I'm going to do it now on this Sunday. Um, I'm going to talk about a couple things here today. Uh, this podcast is mainly about, well, we call it non-duality, but you really can't, you can't ever find non-duality. It's kind of like love. It's there. It's appearing as everything. But this show's about that. It's about living awakened and how to see things differently in the world. So if you're going through life and your day sucks and your week sucks and your year has sucked... <laughs> and you're saying well, there's got to be another way, then listen to some of my podcasts. I think you'll start saying, whoa, wait a second, here's things I've never even seen before. So the, the, the unwritten poetry that's appearing w- within your life all the time is there, but is anybody pointing it to you? Is anybody showing you that it's there? Um, I doubt it. Our entire society is based upon... Um, a me story of you getting to another place and that's our school system our churches our um, corporate systems and everything music even all the songs nowadays are I talk about getting you losing you getting someone else getting over you and it's all from the me perspective so when do you ever have someone who can sit down with you and say okay um, everything that you really I've kind of sensed is a little bit fake and plastic and just the icing is is exactly that and that's why you that's why you have that uh, feeling of emptiness in you because as you grab more and more things you start feeling that there's nothing to this there it's not there there's nothing there what is it what is it so uh, I've put a show together on how to how to see a little differently how to, how to feel fullness and everything that's life. But the only way to really do that is to find your own fullness. So the last show I did was, I thought, had some pretty good pointers in there. And if you had a chance to go through it, that's kind of cool. But uh, the pointers are basically what we feel is missing the entire time. What is it that we feel is missing? What's, what's the emptiness that's there? And then you go back and you'll find that emptiness is everything. So anyway... So my week has been exciting. I was in the studio doing music. I recorded a bunch of songs, um, and I use songs with Native American flutes. They're beautiful. Um, I have one CD out now, and uh, I'm making some sales on it. But I'm not really, I'm not really a full-time musician. Well, I am a full-time musician, but I'm not really all about making sales on the on the records. I'm more interested in just doing the music and recording and having the experience of it. So. If some people buy it and I make some change and I can take that change and go buy some faux food, and then I'm happy with that. So so I was in the studio and I made a recording of some jazz drums and some fancy jazz bass and I put the Native American flute on top of it with a funky kind of a sound and it had a really good sound to it. So that was fun. Um, And then the other thing I've done is I'm working on... I'm working on, working on teaching this non-duality to seniors at uh, 
centers and assisted living homes and nursing homes and and helping these people that are um, stuck in a wheelchair and everything in life has dropped off from them. So imagine yourself being like that. So imagine that you have, um, that, that everything's dropped away. Imagine your, your kids are, uh, they've placed you there or you don't see them as much anymore. Imagine that your, your husband or wife has died and you're lost your house, you're not working anymore, you can't work, and that your entire existence is uh, the next meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then the doctor coming in and just feeding you prescriptions. What is, so what is your, what's there to look forward to? The me story is horrible at that point, this me story of a me. Um, so you say there's not much left. Well, what is there? What is there? Presence. And this presence is, is uh, important to see. It's important to know that exists. And so when there's nothing left, and you say there's nothing here, then look at that nothing, and you'll find that it's alive. It's completely alive, that that nothing is here. So the nothingness is, has an aliveness to it. It's quite beautiful. So, all right, here's something fun. Um, so, so anyway, back to my week, what I was doing was I was, um, I had tried to, I had tried to, uh, contact and, and put together these chapters from this book I wrote on how non-duality works and how to see it. And I tried doing it through social media, like talking to people on, oh my gosh, LinkedIn, which is a horrible system, Facebook, which is even worse, and then try writing and connecting with people that way. And what actually worked was face-to-face, feet-to-feet, put feet on the ground, talk to people, and meet the people I work with already, people I'm playing music for. And I just asked them, I said, hey, I've got an open discussion, discussion group called Exploring You. Are you interested? And they said, yeah. I said, it teaches people how to return home, how to find home, that missing piece. And... Um, and the idea of a missing piece is really just a thought. So once you get past that, it's kind of beautiful. So anyway, that's what I did this week. Now, I mentioned just a minute ago, hey, let's look at something beautiful. So let's get back to that. Sorry, I'm jumping around a little bit today. Um, I was sitting outside and I was listening to the birds. And the first thought that happens when you hear a bird is you have this thought that says the bird is over there in the tree and the bird is singing. That's the first thought because that's what we're taught. However, if you explore that, if you explore the sound of the bird and you ask yourself, where are you actually hearing this from? Where are you sensing the sound of this bird? The answer is, well, it sounds like it's over there. But then if you follow the sound back and follow the sound back, it's, you say, well, it's in your ears, and now it's beyond your ears, it's in your mind. It kind of goes in. The sound will go in. The same as you hear my voice now. Uh, the voice seems like it's on the other side of a speaker or something. However, if you really listen to the voice, it's within you. So same as the bird is singing. Is the bird actually over there? Is there 
is there an over there and is there an out there? Scientists have yet to discover this. They, they've never determined that actually matter exists. When they go and explore matter, and I've seen them take a, a, a bolt that like you use with a screw and a bolt and explore it with a high-powered microscope and it becomes nothing. It's just little pieces of shrapnel that are barely touching each other. It's just 99% space. So in theory, you know, that's what we discover scientifically, but explore for yourself. Listen to a bird. Really listen to it. And as if you just landed here from Mars, where are you? And you're now on Earth and you're a Martian. You hear this sound and you say, and, and your captain says, well, where do you hear the sound from? You might say, it sounds like it's outside over there, but it also sounds like it's inside. Try this experiment. I mean, this is, explore for yourself. Where is the sound coming from? The bird. Where, where do you actually hear the chirping from? At first it sounds like it's over there, but then follow it. Follow it, follow it. The other thing is, suppose you actually were to walk up to the tree and see the bird. And then let's say you're actually able to climb the tree. That would be fun. And you climb, climb, climb up, and you go up and you sit next to the bird. And the bird looks at you. And then you take your hand and you place it on top of the bird's head. And you just leave your hand on the bird's head. At some point, with your hand on the bird's head, you wouldn't feel a distinction between where your hand is and where the bird's head is. There would just be a warmness of energy between the two of you. In which case, you can, if you close your eyes and I said to you, where's your hand and where's the bird? You would say, I don't know, there's just sort of here. It's just being sensed all through. So, touching something, you'll notice that it, it doesn't even feel like there's a separate anything there. It's just, uh, it's just part of your being. So you touch the bird's head, it's part of your being. You hear the bird's song, it's part of your being. You see the bird in the tree, that's part of your being experiencing seeing. The seeing, where is the seeing taking place from? The same place touches, same place touches, same place hearing is, same place seeing is. So in this you can then look at everything in the world and realize all of this all of this, every single bit of it, is an expression of your deeper self. So if you want to know what your mind looks like, look out the window. That's what your mind looks like. Now this leads me to um, something beautiful, and it's a Walt Whitman poem. So I'm going to read you a little bit of this Walt Whitman poem. I was sitting outside reading this, listening to the birds, and I was just blown away by what he said in this poem. Oh, and the other thing I did was when I was listening to it, I was sitting outside, it's a little cold out, but I had my shoes off and I had my feet in the ground. Um, that's a beautiful way to heal yourself, just ground your feet by taking your shoes off and putting your feet in the, in the grass. It's something we don't get to do much, but it's very natural for us. Anyway, so is this Walt Whitman poem, this is from um, a little book I got for a dollar, and um, it's called Walt Whitman's Selected Poems, uh, the Dover Thrift Editions. Found it in a bookstore for a buck, and it's been going well. So 
Um, and this is from the poem called, uh, it's a long poem, A Song of the Rolling Earth. And this is part three of that, or part two. And the first thing it, it talks about, well, if you think about this, if, if I tell you to look, and if you want to see what your mind looks like, look outside. If I tell you that, then what that indicates is that there is no other, and that everything is one. Everything is just one being expressing and appearing as over there. And if that's the case, then let's assume that you're thinking you see a, a person that's just, well, let's just say it's not the kind of person you'd want to hang out with. They're just kind of a very, wow, look at the energy, feel the energy of that person. That person is a representation of an experience that you might be having an experience of, of anger or something is appearing as that person over there. Because that person could walk past you, and if you're in a really, really happy, jolly mood, um, you may not notice their, their sadness or their anger. But if you have some anger and sadness in you that you're experiencing and expressing, then that person's anger and sadness will really be highlighted as they pass you. Does that make sense? It's, um, it's how the world works. So, you ever notice when you're in a really good, happy mood, traffic seems to go well, and people are happy and shiny, and those who aren't, you still see their happiness in many ways. They're, it's highlighted. You see through, you see the presence of things. And if you focus on presence, you'll then see presence and space as things. But if you are feeling fearful and feel constricted like a separate me, then other people will seem very, very separate from you and threatening because you're threatened as a me. Therefore, they are part of this. So the universe is bringing you what that is. So as that, as that shifts, it changes. So Walt Whitman talks about um, what you are mirrors back to you. What you deem yourself to be, basically, is what's going to mirror back to you. And so he says here, um, no one can acquire for another, not one. Um, not one can grow for another, not one. So he says that you can't change people. You can't change them because there essentially is not an other person there. There's just this expression of beingness going out, which appears as another person. So you can't change them. You can only repaint and recast your own mold, and then that alters what is being seen by you. And it appears as somebody has changed. That's all I can say. But if you look at life as how many people have you actually changed? And the person said, my whole life is entirely different because of you. No, it's nothing you ever did. When I talk to people, I may have people say to me, wow, I see things really differently now. It's nothing I did. I just spoke from a place of different seeing. And they then were able to become that vibration too and pick it up and see it. 
And in my opinion, it was me just shifting everything that, that I was and therefore everything that I've seen and I'm experiencing is shifting too. So as I shift, they shift too. It's a very fine line, this is. Um, so he says here, this, this song is to the singer and comes back to most to him. The teaching is to the teacher and comes back most to him. The murder is to the murderer and comes most back to him. The thief is to the thief and comes back most to him. The love is to the lover and come, comes back most to him. So go murder someone and you'll find that you are living in a life of murder because you've done that act. The act has taken place. The murder is inside your whole being and everything. And now your whole life is, is just this experience around and around and around and around of murder and drama and chaos. And it's the universe mirroring itself perfectly is what's happening. The same with love. Go love. Love yourself and you'll find you can love others a lot easier. That's a pretty simple thing we've heard. You know, they always say love yourself. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Love yourself. You can't love yourself. There's just, <clears throat> there's just love is. That's all there is, is love is. It's, um, it's pretty simple. Hang on, I'm going to move this as I go grab a glass of water. I'm going to be portable here. So if I say to you, love yourself, you'll wonder, well, how do I do that? How do I actually, how do I love myself? <clears throat> you won't know how. The mind will be wondering. <coughs> Excuse me a minute. But if I say to you, love is, what happens then? What is, what is felt? Love is. Love is. Rather simple. It becomes boundless and beautiful. Love is. So Walt Whitman is um, putting in his, his, his words are beautiful as he describes this. Let me read you some more. He says, um, the gift is to the giver and comes back most to him. It cannot fail. So you give to another and you end up getting back. It returns. So, which means it's a complete mirror. When you give to a mirror, it reflects back. The orator is to the orator. The oration is to the orator. The acting is to the actor. The actress and the actress, not to the audience. So, the acting is to the actor and the actress, not to the audience. They're just acting within each other. The audience is watching. It's a whole different energy. No man understands any greatness or goodness but his own, or the indication of his own. Now, here's what I liked about the poem. It goes on to another um, paragraph here. I swear the earth shall surely be complete to him or her who shall be complete. So this is very important. I swear the earth shall surely be complete to him or her who shall be complete. The earth remains jagged, jagged and broken only to him or her who remains jagged and broken. 
and I swear there is no greatness or power that does not emulate those of the earth. So what this means is if your life is broken, everything around you will be broken. If you feel that your life is shattered and broken, you'll be limited and you'll feel broken in every single which way. Not only will you feel broken, but your choices that will come to you, your thoughts will be supporting nothing but a broken you and defending it and protecting it. So, for instance, let me tell you a story. Um, I have a friend who has uh, a girlfriend that is uh, having a hard time finding a job. And we went to um, a little coffee shop one day. And while I was there, I, I just, I don't know, I spoke up and I asked the manager, I said, hey, you guys hiring? And she said, yeah, we are. And then I looked at my friend's girlfriend and I said, hey, um, why don't you work here? Did you ever thought about that? And she said, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I said, well, next thing I know, she's writing down her name and phone number and giving it to the, um, giving it to the, the manager. And then before we left, I said to her, um, why don't you go talk to the manager? She's over there sweeping the floor. Just tell her, you know, you'll come back on Monday and talk to her more. And try you just, just put some more word in for yourself. And she immediately shut down. And I could see that um, I had pushed her into a place that she was not comfortable. This person is right now going through what I call the broken phase. Broken and, and feeling very much separate and individual. And therefore, all the thoughts are protecting, saying, no, I can't do this job. I don't want to do this job. This job's beneath me. I'm better than this job, or, or maybe I'm not good enough for this job. Something's happening there. So what's happening is a limited thought process that says, I'm a separate individual from the rest of the world, and this won't support me. So then her choice is to not take the job then. Even if she had taken the job and jumped into it, she probably wouldn't have done well anyway because she would have always found something that wasn't appropriate. So you really can't fix people or change them. You know, the old saying, you can take a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Is, it just really, it means a lot. It's, there's a lot to it. Um, you can show people, but they may not see it. So what you are this is so important if you want if you want your life to be a certain way and say i really want to experience happiness and i want to experience the grace and 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 to get into the flow of life and allow life to be flowing then work on work on seeing who you are go back to the basics who am i and 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 what what am i experiencing and where is the sound of that bird i'm hearing by doing these things, you can um, start to open up a little bit. You'll open up to see what I call the canvas in which everything is painted upon and everything is painted as. So you won't be looking at the painting anymore. You'll be looking at the canvas in which everything is, is, is clear. It's clearly seen. You'll be able to see the world as a clearness. Now, you'll still have things happen. You'll still have moments where you feel separated or feel like you have to get somewhere or you're driving in traffic and somebody's honking their horn behind you because they don't think you're driving fast enough. You'll still, have, you'll still run into these, I call them, um, morons that are out there. You're still going to run into them. Um, it doesn't mean that everything's going to flow gracefully, but 
it will flow more gracefully to a degree and you'll be um, in the world how does it go? in the world but not of the world well, no, that's probably not the way to say it the feeling that you'll get is you'll, you'll feel like you're intertwined within everything however, you're not result dependent you're not going to be dependent upon results You'll just be intertwined and enjoying everything a lot more than you did before. And then the vibrations of other people will come to you. So these are just some things to look at. Um, and is there a practice to do this on a daily basis? No. I don't sit and do meditations or anything like that. But what I do is I'm always seeing it. It's always there. There's this presence. And I will take moments and stop and go, there it is. I see this presence appearing, this, this silent, clear clarity that's appearing as everything. And then when things happen, I think, I think, well, what's the difference? If this takes place at the end of it, through it, in the beginning of it, uh, during the entire process of this whatever chaotic thing that's taken place, it's still presence appearing as all of it. So that makes it beautiful. Um, I don't have any questions that have come in. So if you have questions, you're welcome to contact me on the email address that is on the blog for this podcast. There's one at the bottom, and you can just go to that website, and there's a way of contacting me through there. And you can send in an email, and I'll be glad to answer it um, for, for anybody. That's it for today. I think that's a lot to chew on, and I'll be back uh, shortly with another podcast to just express some of these feelings and things, these knowings. So enjoy your, uh, enjoy your week, and, uh, and let me know how things are going. Take care. Thanks. Goodbye.